Hebrews chapter 12, verses 28 and 29. Reading from the NIV version, the Bible. Therefore, since we have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken... Let us be thankful. Let us be grateful. Let us show grace. Let us show gratitude. These are all words coming from multiple translations of the Bible. That means thankful. Let us be thankful, grateful. Show gratitude. Walk in grace. And so worship God acceptably, acceptably, with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. For our God is a consuming fire. Today, I just want to say, I'm thankful. That's it. Our text, Hebrew 12. Our topic, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for what? What am I thankful for? I started off telling you how thankful I am. That God extended my life beyond weakness that I could not anticipate. Is there something in your life that you can look at right now and say, I thank God because. I thank God because. I thank God because. One of the first instances of I thank God for me happened maybe at about 12 or 13 when I disobeyed my parents, played hooky from school, and during the afternoon session of school, when they thought I was in school, I had gotten away, sneaked out of school with buddies of mine, and gone, gone swimming at a local pond. And because of my macho behavior, wanting to be a part of the crew, I never told any of my buddies that I could not swim a lick. My intention was to just sit on the bank and play with the water and entertain everyone else and play like I just got there just to hang out. But everyone was splashing and every now and then someone would say, Ross, come on in. And gradually, I got to the edge and started playing around and talking. And at some point, I touched on a spot that had no ground and slipped right in to a portion that was way deeper than I was. And the battle began. 
for my life. They're looking at me, believing that I'm on the edge of the water and I am touching ground. I'm looking at them as I bob up and down in that sudden drop, not wanting to cry for help because I don't, still don't want them to know that I can't swim. And I'm fighting, and they're laughing. And I'm fighting, and they're laughing because they think I can swim, and I'm just playing around. God was so gracious in that he let me keep my pride. And I don't know why, guys, I don't know why. Because I never called out for help. But I did call out Jesus. I called out Jesus. And he came. I literally, it was the very first time in my life that I knew for real, for real. Have you heard the kids use that? For real, for real. That there was a God because I know a hand came from nowhere under the water and I could feel that hand on my seat and just pushed me out of the water and I fell forward back onto the bank. Has anybody felt that hand in your situation before? When you were going bobbing up and down in your mess, bobbing up and down in your situation, bobbing up and down in your futility, bobbing up and down in a in a, in a place and a thing and a situation and a, and a controversy that that you could not figure out. And then his hand, who? His hand. Can we thank God for his hand this morning? Can you just thank God for his hand? Can you put your hand up and just thank God for his hand? I thank you for your hand, God. Woo! I thank you for your hand. You're looking at me on line. Send some emojis in and tell them, I thank God for your hand. I thank you for your hand. I thank you for your hand. I thank you for your hand. I'd like to say three things this morning that I believe will help. Reflective things. A thankful heart looks over the vast Messes of our past in humility and the present miracles of our life. Let me say that again. A thankful heart looks over the vast messes of our lives, of our past, sorry. 
and the, mir the miraculous miracles of our present. And we say, but God. But God. But God. But God. Would you say that to yourself? But God. As you say that, some things are going to start sparking in your mind. But God. But God. But God. I should have been dead. But God. I should have been fired. So and so. When I, 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 never, I never called in. Never, never had the, 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 the common sense and the respect for a job or whatever to call and say I'm going to be late. Just, just, just didn't show up. And, and by, by a miracle, God still protected your job. Still spoke to the mind and the heart of the manager. And now you still got a job when you shouldn't have been have a job. I mean, I mean God. But God, you know, one of the things I've learned as I've grown up is it's hard to say help, to say thanks for help you don't think you need. It's hard to say thanks for help you didn't think you needed. As human beings, we are inundated. Everything about our humanity says, don't say thanks unless you can see and understand why you need to say thanks. If they haven't given you something, if he or she or them have not given you something that you can grasp and tangibly hold, there's no reason to say thank you. And when you spend your entire life looking for the thing that someone else has done so that you can reply with thank you, no wonder our humanity is pushed to the brink. When the almighty God, Mother Acreage, has been doing things for us that we never saw. Has been opening doors for us that we never saw. Has been making a way for us that we never saw has been blessing us in ways we never saw, we never anticipated it. We just have to believe that the God who made the universe, Pastor Ron, who's all-powerful, who's all-knowing, who's all-present, for sure has had to be involved in my life to keep me alive to this point. I've got to know it in my spirit. I've got to take my mind off of just the things I could see. Do not 
allow the world to continue grabbing your attention so that your mind is only programmed to say thank you for the things you can see. Fredo, God has done more for us in the unseen than we will ever be able to thank him for in the seen. That what you see in the physical is a fraction of what God has done for you. It's not a drop in the bucket. It's less than a drop in the bucket. Most of what he's done for us is in the unseen. And that's why I have to say thank you. When I'm driving on the street and the road is clear and there's no traffic around and it looks safe and it feels safe, I want Holy Spirit to stir up a thank you in me. Hallelujah. When I'm sitting at home and there's no hurricane, the lights are on, there's nothing bad happening, no one is sick, I'm just eating my dinner and things are seemingly great, that's when I want the Holy Spirit to stir up a thank you Lord in me stir up a grateful heart in me stir up a praise in me I'm thankful David said I remember (laughs) I remember I remember I remember oh Lord Psalms 25, your tender mercies and your loving kindness. For they are from old. Do not remember the sins of my youth, nor the transgressions. According to your mercy, remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. Do I have someone that's saying that to God? Remember, O Lord, remember. I remember, not you, I remember. I remember your loving kindness. I remember your protection. I remember you helping me. I remember you blessing me. I remember your favor. I remember, I remember, I remember. And I'm telling you from a heart that means of God, thank you, Baba Father. Thank you for your goodness. Psalms 51, 3 and 4, I acknowledge. (laughs) I acknowledge my own transgression. You don't have to tell me anymore, God. I see my own mess. You don't have to bring someone into my life to tell me when I'm wrong. Your Holy Spirit's already speaking to me, and I'm acknowledging it. I'm acknowledging it. I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is always before me. This is what David is saying after he committed the sin with Bathsheba and killed her husband and stole his wife and thought no one was seeing him and God was seeing it and sent Nathan the prophet to say, you are the man and he made no excuses. He said, yes, I am the man. 
I am the man. It does not matter how right you think you're living. It does not matter how good you think you are. There is a need to acknowledge that there are things in our lives that are painful and hurtful to God that he is just lovingly looking over and saying, I forgive you because I know your heart. I forgive you because I know your heart. I forgive you because I see your heart. I forgive you because I know how much you love me. I forgive you because I know that you're committed to me. You don't remember to say, Lord, forgive me. You didn't remember to say, Lord, I repent. But he is taking on himself. When everyone else wants to look at our actions and judge us from the outside, he constantly looks at our heart and he said, you're not doing right by me at the moment, but I see your heart. Man, I cannot turn away from a God like that. I cannot, I cannot turn away from a God that quite often has gone beyond my actions and is focused on my heart that really loves him. Do I have someone in the house that really loves God? You've been a bonehead many times. You've been hard-headed many times. You've been disobedient many times. You've just done the wrong thing, but your heart. Thank you, Lord, for judging me according to my heart. I said, a thankful God, thankful heart. Looks over the vast masses of the past and the miracles of the present and says, but God. A thankful heart always remembers God's faithfulness. A thankful heart doesn't just say, but God when they see what God has done. But a thankful God keeps memory, keeps in their memory, commits to cataloging, writes down the faithfulness of God in their lives. A thankful heart always remembers God's faithfulness, personally, in detail, with intimate knowledge, of the help he's given to us. Build a memorial to God in your life. Build a memorial. Build a memorial. Build a memorial of sacrifice. Build an altar of worship. Build an altar of thanksgiving. That is a monument. A memorial, not a monument. A memorial. We don't like monuments. Monuments, no. Memorials, yes. We want to build memorials to the goodness of God in our lives. And that memorial is documented in your diary, documented in your notebook, documented in the place where you can refer to it. A lot of my own documentation has been on three by five cards over the years. And sometimes I just go back, look through the cards, and I see, you know, what God did so and so time. Things that I didn't even remember until I look at my cards. There's a need. I think part of the reason why the church as a whole has not been able to commit 
to 2 Chronicles 7, 13, and 14 is because we do not keep good, accurate count of the things God has done for us. And if you can't remember what God has done for you personally, it's hard to obey when he said, pray, listen, seek my face, listen, and then turn away from what you're doing and I will hear from heaven and I will forgive your sin. I said in Bible study last Wednesday that we read the end of that verse and it says, uh, you know, if we do these things, if we, if we humble ourselves and we pray and we seek his face, I think there's a difference there. Praying, words coming from us, seeking his face, is a connotation of, of, of listening. What are, your lip, what are your lips saying? Seeking his face. What are your lips saying to me, Lord? We need to reconnect to that. He says, I'm going to come down. I will look down from heaven and I will forgive your sin. In Bible study, I, I said, it's hard, it's impossible for God to, to forgive sin if there's no repentance. So the fact that God says, I will hear you and I will come down, means that, that you, you have been praying a prayer of repentance. It doesn't say it there, but the implication is, if he's, if he's forgiving sin, then repentance came before it. Because it's hard to be thankful for help you don't remember. It's hard. But when we're talking about God, we don't need to remember what he's done. We just need to know he has. Aren't you excited this morning that you don't have to remember what God did? It's good. It's a good thing. It's a necessary thing for you and me. He doesn't need you to document it. He already is great. He's already God of God. He doesn't need you to remind him of who he is. The reason we document is so that we can remind us of who he is. Psalms 18 and 6. David said, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry came before him, even to his ear. He's listening. He's watching for faithfulness. Faithfulness to God is a premium. Psalms 118, 5 and 6, I call on the Lord in distress, the Lord answered me and set me on a broad place, in a broad place. The Lord is, my, is on my side. I will not fear what can men do to me. I will not fear. Why? Because my faith is in him. My faith is in him. 
Number three, a thankful heart is a faith-filled heart. We talk about a faithful heart, meaning that you come to God and you do the things that says I'm faithful. The main thing that we do that causes God to know that we are faithful is that we do not allow other gods to be set up in our lives. Faithfulness is specified by God being the focus of our lives. That you don't get a new job that causes your intimate time with God to go down. That we don't buy a new car and we're so interested in making sure that we don't drive it in the rain, that the tires are clean, that the car is always vacuumed, that sometimes you don't mind missing Bible study because you got to clean the car. That is not faithfulness. That is not faithfulness. You and I know exactly what faithfulness is because when you become or you're becoming unfaithful, the Holy Spirit comes to us and speaks to us. But he's not just looking for faithful folk. He's looking for faith-filled folk. Not just faithfulness in doing, but faith in believing what he said. A thankful heart believes what God said against everything else. A faithful, faithful heart looks crazy to your family. A faithful heart looks crazy to your workmates. A faithful heart does not click when other people look at you. Because you believe what God's word says and you will not move from it. You will not move from it. You will not move from it. A faith-filled heart says, if he did it before, he can do it again. A faith-filled heart says, if he did it before, he can do it again. That's, what, that's where you stand on. You don't move from there. You don't move from there. It doesn't matter whether what you prayed for comes through or it doesn't come through. It doesn't matter if you got the healing you thought you should have, if you got the breakthrough on your job that you thought. A faith-filled heart says continuously, independent of the circumstance, independent of the outcome, if he did it before, he can do it again. If he did it before, he can do it again. I don't know why he didn't do it this time, but I know this. If he did it before, he can do it again. I don't know why he doesn't do it this time, but, but I know this. If, if he did it before, he can do it again. Paul said it even better. He said, it's not like I have attained what I think I should. It's not like I have gotten to where I want to be. But this one thing I do know. I press. Why do I press? Because I believe. I press. Why do I press? Because I believe the word of God. I believe what God's word says. It's not like I know for sure everything that I need to know. But this one thing I know. I press towards the mark of the high calling in Jesus. I press 
because I will not allow anything to take my foot off the gas when I could get closer to him. I believe without question that Yahweh God is for me. That's what a, that's what a faith-filled person says. I know he did it before. He could do it again. I know that he's for me. Look, look at Hebrews. Look at Hebrews 11 and 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. He who comes to God must believe that he is. He who comes to God must believe that he is. And he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Those who come to God must believe, must believe, must believe that he is, must believe that he's going to take care of you, must believe that he's watching over you, must believe that he's guiding your life, must believe that he's making a way, must believe that he's opening doors, must believe that he closed that door. That's why I, I, I don't need to worry, because if he closed this door, another door is going to open at the right time. Must believe. I must believe. I cannot let politics. I cannot let people. I cannot let pressure. I cannot let anyone push me off of my belief in God. John 6, 35, then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Psalms 56, 57 and 7. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. Verse 8. Awake, my glory. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations. I will sing your praises among the people for your loving kindness or your loving devotion reaches to the heavens and your faithfulness to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. May your glory cover all the earth. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Would you bow your heads? Hallelujah. And would you just tell God, I'm thankful, Father. I'm thankful. We're coming in to th going to Thanksgiving Day on Thursday the 26th. Many of you will be traveling. But there's a need right now for us to reaffirm our thankfulness to God. There have been times recently where I felt just worn out. I felt my own sense and state of polarizing or polarization can't move have you been in that place somebody 
You don't know where to go, left or right, forward, backwards. You're just kind of standing there. And there's always the pressure to do something. You know what God reminded me of? And it's one of the most profound things. Lord, I thank you for showing me. So just because you're standing still doesn't mean you're moving backwards. If you're standing still in a place where I put you, you're moving forward. You're moving forward. Anytime God puts you in a place where you feel like you're standing still, if you and I continue to be thankful, if you continue to be thankful, if you continue to be thankful, all that is happening is that while you are standing still in worship, he's making a way. He's cutting a way through the jungle of your affairs. You don't want to be doing that, my friend. You don't want to be the one cutting down vines in the jungle of your life. You don't want to be the one trying to cut limbs away and making a way for yourself. You want to be able to just stand there and let daddy go ahead of you and make a way for you because that's what he does. Father, we thank you. We're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. Lord, we're grateful. Lord, we're grateful. Lord, we're grateful this morning. We're grateful. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you this morning. I thank you this morning. I thank you, Lord. We thank you. I thank you for the person online that is right now looking into their lives and saying, God, I see, even though I did not acknowledge it before, that you have been with me all of these years. And I just want to say thank you. I just want to ask you to forgive me. I just want to repent of my sin. And I'm asking you, God, to take me into paths of righteousness for your name's sake. If you're saying that this morning, God is helping you right now. God is changing your life around right now in the name of Jesus. Would you stand with me, please? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Lord, we're grateful. We're grateful. We thank you for everything you've ever done for us. Thank you for filling us with faith. Thank you for making us more faithful. Thank you for helping us to be more reflective, to see more clearly the messes that you've brought us out of and the things you've delivered us from so that we can spontaneously say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can I have a little bit of spontaneity and have a few people just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can we have some spontaneous love? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I thank you this morning. I thank you at 12 o'clock. I thank you at 5 after 12. I thank you at 10 after 12. I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Give God a high praise. Hallelujah. Whoa.
first decided that we aren't going to have anything here on uh, Wednesday and uh, I've had several folks from other churches that aren't going to be having service that have called me up and said Pastor are you guys going to have something when everybody else is not having anything and I was just Holy Spirit said let all the leaders be at home, but you get on there and you lead Bible study for Wednesday. So the guys are going to be on with their families. They'll have everything set. We're going to have worship. But more than likely, you'll be hearing from me, thus said the Lord, on Wednesday while you're preparing for Thanksgiving on Thursday. And if you don't have the, you have the need to just be here. We have been having some unbelievable times uh, from God on our Wednesday Bible study. If you feel the need to be here, I'll be here. We're going to have study. We're going to go in. If you're at home, please pull up the assembly online. Sit back and study the word with me. Because there's no better time to study the word than when we are celebrating Thanksgiving. Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your loving kindness and tender mercies. We thank you for your, for your presence that filled this place. That how you moved and matriculated down the aisles and you touched individuals and you healed and you delivered those that were online that needed a touch from you. You did just that. We release your goodness into the atmosphere. Father, as we celebrate Thanksgiving, we're going into the Christmas season. Stir up within us, Holy Spirit. Stir up within us, Holy Spirit. Stir up within us, Holy Spirit. Hearts filled with thankfulness, with gratefulness, with graciousness, with gratitude at how awesome you have been to us. We will never stop thanking you. In Jesus' name, go with us, cover us, watch over your people as we leave. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for being here. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving season, and we will see you in our next service. God bless you.